new episode of Simply Us. I'm your host. Today I'm joined by a classmate and friend, Luca Varghese. We are going to be discussing his relationship with his religion, his relationship with his Indian culture. He's going to reflect on growing up in America. And finally, we're going to engage in a bit of a serious conversation, almost a debate, on some of the problematic gender roles that we have experienced being Indian Americans. Now, last episode, I touched on some of my childhood experiences as well as my culture, my background, my religion, but today I'm excited to hear a fresh voice and a new perspective. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hi, Luca. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Do you want to start out by just introducing yourself to my listeners? Yeah, so my name is Luca Varghese. I'm a second-generation Indian American. I'm 16 and a sophomore at Miami Valley High School. I'm actually a Christian because I'm part of a sect called Marthama Church, which is a church that originated in southern India, which is where my family's from, from Kerala. That's awesome. My mom actually went to med school in Kerala, so she spent quite a bit of time there, so I do know a little bit about that. But I think it's interesting that you mention your faith, and I can tell that that's a big part of your life and who you are. So do you want to get a little bit more into that what's your relationship so i'm a christian an indian christian which isn't very common through indians so it's a sect that occurred when one of the apostles of jesus he came down to kerala and he preached the word and then eventually my grandparents who are very religious i'll go to their services when i whenever i see them those are start at seven and at five hinduism their services is just as long but it's just about different things it's also in hindi so it's like if you go to like a hindu temple and you go to this christian church they sound very similar look very similar they have a lot of smoke they have a lot of singing chanting they look very similar just one is preaching about christianity the other one is preaching about hinduism so there's a lot of similarities. I personally don't go to that church very often because it's not around where I live. I only go when I see my grandparents because there's a lot more religious than I am. Interesting. So would you say that in your day-to-day life you find a way to practice religion or it's not really something that you think about? So honestly, my parents, most of my dad, like uh, I'm not religious at all. I go off the basis of I'll think of it like of Jesus in like in the background, but it's not like something that my forefront, I'll think about it maybe once a month when I'm with my grandparents. But I, I don't think about it often enough to be a part of my life, okay. that I would say. Yeah, sure. So you mentioned that you're second generation, so your parents were not born in India. Yes, my, both my parents, my mom grew up in Dubai. She went to grad school in NYU and she's a dentist now. My dad, he was born in India. They both were born in India, but he moved to Indiana in the States. So he grew up in Indiana since he was like three. So he's essentially mostly American. And then he went to med school in the Caribbean and then eventually to residency in South Carolina, which is where I was born. So I'm born in South Carolina and then we moved to Ohio. Okay, very cool. I just wanted to get an idea. Yeah. So would you say that your relationship with your religion and your parents and grandparents, how did your culture come through with that? So I have a lot of Indian friends because most of my friend groups is Indian, but throughout school, I feel like there hasn't, I haven't had a lot of like Indians in like classes, even though 
uh, I went to public school from like preschool up until ninth grade. And then from here, I went to a private school where there's even less Indians. But there, was, there wasn't even a huge Indian population when I went to public school. So I'll only be able to see them at Indian parties or Indian functions when I went to like their actual houses. I actually would dance in Diwali. I've danced in Diwali about three times. And even though I'm not that religion, I'll still do it because I'm still Indian. I'm just not that specific religion. One of the great things about this area that we live in is that everyone finds a way to come together for things like that. And the Indians here really go out of their way to show up for one another, which I think is a great quality to have. Now, with that being said, I didn't always experience that in school. So I'm wondering, do you have any specific moments or stories that you would like to share about feeling different at school? So I would say I w wasn't able to experience those specific, like I wasn't really felt like I was outed because of how I looked or my skin color. And that's a big part in the sense of my personality, my size and my gender. For one, I'm a 6'4 person. So that helps that people don't really want to talk down to me because I'm a bigger guy. They are afraid of repercussions, even though I'm kind of a gentle giant, as <laughs> I've been called. So like, I'm not a, a fearful guy, but people don't want to mess with me because I'm a big dude. So I feel like that's attributed to me not being ousted or having these experiences of, I've always been able to fit in because I'm a very talkative guy. Like that's I'm on the podcast, I like talking. It's something I appreciate, but I feel like I'm like I'm a nice guy. So like, that's why I don't really experience uh, these things that I know you have and other people have like at my schools that I've gone to. It's also mostly girls, which I found out. They've been ousted because they just aren't able to fit in as well with the other Caucasian women who are at the school because of different viewpoints that they see, but not to be like sexist or anything, but I feel like men, it's easier to relate because there's a lot more topics to discuss about than women who I feel like it's hard to relate with them. You know, it's interesting that you say that because as girls, I always feel like we should be able to relate because there are so many things, so many shared experiences that we have. But I think it comes down to girls and their personalities. That I feel like there's a lot of animosity between uh, girls and boys. I feel like they don't often hold grudges. But if someone accidentally does something wrong, you forgive that person. But I feel like with girls, it's not as apparent because I feel like there's a lot more grudges that are held between them, which is I feel like it's not something that should be happening, but it's something that's apparent like all the time. Yeah, it's really sad because you see it all the time but there's also no solution it seems like yeah so you mentioned earlier that you think that because of your gender you were saved from some of these unfortunate things that might have happened to you because of your identity. Do you think that your religion and your Christian background also played into that or was it not really there? So I would say even though I'm Christian, not many people know unless like I specifically say to them, like I've said to you I was Christian, but people just assume I'm Hindu because I'm, you know, brown. Right. But uh, religion is not really taken into account when people like first meet me, like and like choose to like, hang out with me. It's like secondhand. I have a cross in my car, but that's placed by my parents. But <laughs> I'm not a super religious guy, which is why I just meet myself through personality. But it really helps, not specifically because I'm a boy, but because I'm a boy, I feel like I've been giving more opportunities because my parents parents are very, very polar. With my sister, she's four years older than me. She's in OSU right now. When she was in high school, like the same grade as me, she was not able to do anything. She wasn't able to go to people's houses. She wasn't able to go to parties. She wasn't hang out with friends on the weekend. She couldn't go to bowling. She couldn't go to like tennis, play tennis with her friends. Me, as soon as I got my car, I was literally able to go wherever I wanted, which I'm very grateful for. And it could be that like my parents have learned more that, you know, they should let their kids go, but they let me go 
got a homecoming freshman year. My sister wasn't able to go until senior year. So it's very different is, and it's because I feel like there's societal norm that if girls are out, something bad's gonna happen. I think it's because parents are really afraid of their daughters getting pregnant, but if men go out, like boys, they don't really care what happens because they don't have as big as repercussions because say you something happens and you get a girl pregnant, it's not on you specifically, but it's on the person you've affected. And that's why I feel like parents are so quick to judge women who go out. And that's why I feel like I haven't had these like experiences where I felt ousted or felt discriminated against because of my gender, because no one really has told me I can't specifically do something. I've always been accepted. Also feel like that helps because of my my build, because I'm a very big dude. He definitely is. So I'm 6'4 and 230, so not many people want to mess with me. And I try to do different sports and stuff, but I'm not very athletic in the slightest. That's a great point that you brought up, and I see it a lot in my life. I'm the older daughter, I have a younger brother, and now that he is in high school, I see him allowed to do all of these things that I wasn't able to at his age and I think that's why a lot of Indian girls have this like constant struggle at home at school wherever they may be because their culture is always impacting them directly at school they aren't able to fully fit in because of their background and at home they aren't even allowed to to try because of their background and the culture and the societal value like you mentioned so what do you think that you as a male can do to change that is there anything you can do so i feel like as a male i feel like a lot of males but are able to be accepted by other males no one's looking for reasons to not talk to someone they will say specifically to the school in public school it's the same but here all the new boys who've come in there's been five of us all of us have been very accepted and it's not just because of the culture because i know of like in public school there have been girls who just haven't been talked to because people don't want to approach them because of their skin color, but it's really hard for people to fit in. And it's sad because it's mostly women who experience this, not men, because I don't feel like it's something that we as men can personally do. It's something that has to be solved through the other gender. And you talked about your experience of like being ousted because of your gender. Could you like explain on that? Like For sure. So I've had a lot of situations when I was younger. I didn't know how to process what was happening to me because I didn't understand fully that I was different. I just knew that I looked different. But I remember specific situations where girls would come up to me and be like, why do you have hair on your arms? Why do you look like how you look? And I just didn't know how to answer that because I don't know I feel like everyone has that but it's just some of those insensitive comments that people don't even think about as they're saying them they stick with the person on the receiving end so I'm sure that no one meant any harm but things like that stick with you there's this idea actually it would be interesting to get your perspective on but there's this common feeling that women of color often feel is that men look at them and feel like they are less feminine than white women like Woman of color yeah. are less feminine than... Yeah, so they see them and they find them, I don't know if less attractive is the right word, but it's that they feel like their features are too coarse and 
Obviously, this idea has been perpetuated by a lot of media and stories and movies and images that you see about white women, but a lot of people feel that men of color aren't doing their part to help women feel more included. Okay, so my perspective on this is not, this is not the fault of men of color or let's say men of color specifically. This is a problem through deep, deep roots of culture because it starts in like India or even in the US or Japan, you know? These places, they all want to be the ideal woman. This is in quotes, you can't see this, I realize this now. The ideal woman, which is a fair-skinned woman who's very skinny, got good features. You know, this is, it's been set in stone essentially and it's really hard to change those norms because they've been, they've been here for centuries, centuries upon centuries. And so I feel like, like personal experience, my preference is people of color. I can't speak on anyone else. Right. But it's it's not because I feel like I can't do much to say anything about that. I can't I can't do much to say, oh, you're beautiful, except like to go up to people that I know. Right. But like it's not on the men of color to do something about this. It's about the women of color who feel like they've been perpetuated as being less attractive to say the ideal woman is not someone that everyone agrees upon. It's something that is very personal. It's something that it's your opinion. I agree with that. I think the problem here is you're right, not with any one party, it's just these deeply rooted narratives and these toxic beauty standards that have always found a way to permeate the lives of young girls, but I feel like because boys don't see that or they don't feel that in their own lives as heavily. Yeah, so I can speak up on that. Like for me growing up, and I know a lot of boys, like I don't do anything for my skin at all. Like, I will get up in the morning, I'll brush my teeth, I'll put water on my face, that's it. I don't do anything else. I know a lot of women my age, they'll do a lot of stuff, maybe you, probably you, that you do a lot of stuff to your face and your skin to, like, make it a lot more fair. I just feel like me and, like, other men of my age don't really care about beauty norms. Like, I don't... Okay, I don't say I don't care at all how I look. I just don't put importance on that. I know my goal is just not to be overweight and that's about it like so attribute that to my size because no one really wants me to tell me that you know you like have a pimple on your face like no one's gonna tell me that no one wants to tell me that they're afraid of being hurt i get that it helps a lot <laughs> so being a big dude definitely has helped me a ton to not experience these norms but i i i, I just personally do not care and will not judge someone based upon how they look because it's not something they should be judged upon. I think that last sentiment you had is kind of the perfect solution that I was hoping we would get to when people are happy with themselves and they just have a lot of positive energy that they would like to put out into the world other people feel that and they don't feel like they're at the receiving end of all this negativity towards something that they can't control and i feel like if more people had that attitude girls and guys alike while i was growing up i think i would have had a much better experience yeah okay i think we'll end there thank you so much for being here it was great to be on the show thank you well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I know I had a blast and learned a lot. If you haven't gotten enough of my friend Luca, he has his own podcast and I'm sure he would love to have you guys. Do you want to know the best way to get into med school? Well, the Daisy Pre-Med Podcast is a podcast for you. 
where I, your host, Luca Varghese, will be interviewing different doctors and finding out their inspirations, their struggles, and how they got into med school so you can become the best doctor possible. Alright, that brings today's episode to a close and for today's affirmation, I just want to say that you should fall in love with the process of reaching your goals because you are going to get there exactly as you're supposed to. So fall in love with the process. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.